0: Welcome to Plug in India Electric Vehicle Podcast, a weekly show on the happenings in the Indian electric vehicle scene. My name is Amit and I'm the host at Plugin India and have been associated with Plugin India since 2016. And with me here is Kamlesh Malik, editor-in-chief of Plugin India. We also have Farah, the producer of the podcast. This is the 25th episode of the Plugin India Electric Vehicle Weekly Podcast, and we're going to be talking about swappable batteries for Electric two-wheelers here with me is Kamlesh Malik Kami Kamlesh uh, What's happening at plug in India? Hey Amit nice to be back at the podcast as usual last week The
1: team had access to the Tata Tigor EV except both of us everybody else enjoy the Tigor EV So that includes Abhishek, Atulji, rafe and uh, Farah. They went on a 170 kilometer ride and uh, the video will come out uh, next week on the plug India YouTube channel. So all you guys listening in interested in the Tigor EV should definitely check out
0: the video. It's going to be fun. That's great, Cami. But uh, just a quick question in my head that uh, what would be the range the Tata Tigor EV? Because we've been seeing a lot of, uh, you know, uh, mm. cars coming in with higher range now. So, is Tigor EV looking at a higher range?
1: Actually, the thing is they've reduced the battery capacity of the Tigor by 4 kilowatt hours. So, I don't think you'll get as much range as one would get with the Nexon EV. So, Nexon EV, people are getting 225 kilometers on a highway with AC and regular driving. I expect, even though the Tigor has better aerodynamics and um, sleeker design, mm-hmm. uh, I, I still feel you'll get around 200 kilometers. I know, I mean, the way I drive, I can definitely get more, but I know average Correct. range, I, I can expect around 200 kilometers. And I'm sure if you drive like a petrol head and drive like drive like crazy, you will get uh, 150, 100, you can even get 150 kilometers.
0: This episode of the Plugin India podcast is brought to you by our awesome Patreon and YouTube members. For as little as just one dollar a month, you can contribute to the work of Plugin India and help keep the channel independent. Once you are a member, you get access to our Discord server where you can interact with the Plugin India team members on a daily basis. Go to www.patreon.com/pluginindia or click on the join button on our YouTube channel. So as we were talking about Tata Tigor EV, let's move on to their new sedan launch with Ziptron technology. The new Tigor EV with Ziptron technology comes with a GNCAP four-star rating, continuing Tata Motors' legacy of making safe cars. With this launch, Tata Motors intends to make EVs mainstream for the personal segment. Tigor EV comes with an ARAI certified range of 306 kilometers under standard testing conditions.
1: So, and the prices for the Tigor EV they have mentioned are 11, 11.99 lakhs. That's almost 12 lakhs for the lowest version, and then you have a 12.5 lakh variant and a 13 lakh variant. So, the cost is coming to almost uh, Nexon EV
0: levels. So, Mr. Shailish Chandra, who is the president of the passenger vehicle business unit of Tata Motors, uh, did mention that the Tigor EV is a perfect option for all aspiring sedan buyers who are looking to own a vehicle that is technologically advanced comfortable and high on safety standards while also being an environmentally friendly commute making it an irresistible choice for the buyers to evolve to electric
1: the evolve to electric is a hashtag that tata has been using now to promote yes. their evs uh, and they've continued it with uh, the tigore ev as launch as well um, tata charlie mr chandra is you know uh, giving more marketing talk i don't think the tigore ev or the nexon ev is really technologically advanced is I mean I mean it still doesn't offer a, a real EV experience. You know it's not uh, for example the car is not software software controlled. You don't have OTA updates as of now. This Tata still has some way to go, but at least uh, you know at least Tata is offering electric cars. Uh, also, the specs of the Tiggo EV seems okay. The peak power is 55 kilowatt, which is definitely higher than what we've experienced with our E2Os, which, is, which has a 19 kilowatt peak power motor, but it is significantly lower than what the ne- Nexon EV is capable of. The Nexon EV has a 95 kilowatt peak power uh, motor rating. Uh, also, the torque, 170 newton meters torque is also kind of less compared to the Nexon EV, uh, which has around uh, th- 245 Nm. Newt- newton meters of torque so you won't get that same punch as you of the exon v in the Tigor ev battery pack is ip67 rated so all that is also we got a photo of the battery pack it's not mounted in the floorboard evenly it's mounted behind near the uh, back motor so that's uh, another thing that we felt you know they could have evened it out properly to ensure that you'd have proper stability so these are these are the specs amit um is there anything else you want to
0: talk about yeah, I would like to highlight one thing here that uh, the Tata Tigor EV now comes with an 8-year warranty, motor warranty, and about 1,60,000 kilometer for the battery. Uh, I think it's for both battery and motor warranty, and this goes for all the uh, people who buy this then.
1: Okay, so that is similar, similar to what uh, Hyundai is offering and even uh, MG is offering, so. Right. so that's good to know. So no need to worry about the battery for 8 years, so it's fantastic.
0: So as I had mentioned earlier, Kamlesh, that uh, Tata has been focusing high on safety standards. Uh, they have come up with an impact-resistant battery pack casing for the Tigor EV, which complies with the AIS zero uh, four eight standard for nail penetration at the cell level.
1: Since since they since the Tata is using LFP LFP cells, you know it won't catch fire. So. Uh, so that that's that the that fact that they passed the standard that's very good so you can you know you don't have to worry about any explosions or runaway runaway fire thermal issues in the battery pack also we want to point out that uh, the, the again the tigo ev will have the ccs2 charging protocol which is similar to what nexon ev has at the same time uh, for slow charging you can you know use a 15 amp socket so they are still not providing a 7 kilowatt uh, ac fast charger so it's going to be uh, three kilowatt charging only at home which makes sense because installing a seven kilowatt charger at apartments will be a hassle you need to get a new meter so i think uh, tata is being very uh, uh, cautious about this and you know making it very easy to uh, charge at home
0: uh, so they also have uh, 30 plus connected uh, car features with the remote uh, diagnostic and this is also a very good thing that is always required because uh, we EV owners have already realized that, that how important it is for because of the breakdowns that keep happening.
1: They claim to have these remote di- commands and remote diagnostics, but still we see many Tata Nexon EVs stalling on the road. So that's why I'm not convinced about their connected, about the connected car claims. It's, it, the Tata cars don't offer a real EV experience. We'll come to that later, uh, but still good to know that, you know, at least they, there is something you can at least take a look at your SOC on your mobile app, take a look at your battery health on your yes. app. All, that, all this is useful, right? Uh, in yes. fact, you have done it before, right? I mean, when you were charging your E2O in uh, the Lonawala charge point and you went to have lunch with Farah and rafe you, yes. you were going on checking.
0: We were checking if it's charged and should we <laughs> head back. <laughs> <laughs> this was Correct. in
1: 2014, so our E2O was so advanced those days. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, so yeah, okay, and also we want to know that the Tata has a new website for the Tigor EV and it's got Com. Just like you have EV.com. so uh,
0: this is another uh, good thing. They have a dedicated website for this specific car model. So one of the first things that the community was expecting or is actually disappointed about is the Tata's pricing of electric car. The Tata Tigor EV is starting at about 12 lakhs. And why would one want to go for a sedan at 12 lakhs when you can actually go for a Nexon EV? Uh, which would be costing say 14 to 15 lakhs, and we do know that the cost of the battery pack would be coming say about three and a half lakhs, and yet they have priced it, uh, priced the Tata Tiger EV at about the starting from 12 lakhs, uh, and the ice car which is available say for seven to nine lakh. Uh, so they actually they want people to keep buying the ice cars, and that's what their focus always remains. They don't want to bring it around the ice car range, so start people start shifting from ice to EV, and that is what should be the focus, actually.
1: Okay, so that's an interesting point, Amit. I think uh, many people in the EV community are very disappointed, and uh, definitely Tata, they want to protect their ice car business. Uh, if they have a EV which is like around eight lakhs, seven to eight lakhs, no one will buy their ice cars, right? So ultimately, this all seems to be like a protectionism happening here. Uh, even though Tata seem to be, uh, uh, they seem to be forward-thinking. They they're releasing EV models, but still there there are games being played. Uh, at the same time, we're not seeing the small cars like Tata. Tata killed off the Nano. They're not releasing the Tiago. Tiago is a small car, so they're not launching small car EVs because all these small car EVs will cost less than um, 10 lakhs, less than seven to eight lakhs, and they don't want EVs to be in that price range. So you're totally right. The community is right. Uh, we need to see when Tata will get out of this mindset, you know, and go fully in, into EVs. So that will maybe take a couple of years, maybe a few years. Uh, another point I want to bring out is that uh, they are still marketing the ARA range as a real range, 309 kilometers, which is, doesn't make any sense to me. People will look at the 309 kilometers and buy the car and then they get 160 kilometers, 180 kilometers, and they'll, you know, vent their frustrations on social media. And thus EVs will get a bad name. So. This is another thing Tata should not do, market the ERA range as real,
0: real range. Yes, but we can do a quick applaud for Tata for bringing more EV options in the market. And we hope that the Tata TIGOR EV gives a few smiles or a lot of smiles to some owners.
1: Uh, we have, we you know people there, they're very nice people. We really appreciate uh, what they're doing. Uh, so... Let's uh, hope we get more uh, stories from customers who own this new Tigor EV.
0: Yes, we look forward to that and good luck to Tata Motors, the EV division. And moving on to our next article, which is about swappable batteries, consortium between Piaggio, KTM, Honda and Yamaha. The Italian scooter maker Piaggio said on Monday, it had set up a consortium with Honda Motor Company, KTM AG and Yamaha Motor Company to encourage the use of swappable batteries for electric motorcycles and light electric vehicles. The SBMC project aims to encourage boost the use of swappable battery technology and set up common technical specifications to support sustainable management of their batteries. The consortium also aims to promote the increased use of electric, uh, light electric vehicles, such as mopeds, motorbikes, scooters, tricycles and quadricycles. It will focus on issues such as battery life, recharging times, infrastructure and costs, and will also work on defining international standards, technical specifications for all these swappable batteries. Let me
1: just uh, read a couple of quotes from these people in these companies. Uh, For example, the guy at Piaggio, he says that uh, urban mobility is going through a delicate transition towards electrification. Thanks to this consortium, motorbikes will keep their key role I wonder what he means by, you know, delicate moment. Uh, also, keep their key role. Okay. So, and then you have uh, the Honda guy, and he says that the consortium's objective is to aim to make electric motorcycles more convenient for clients. So, uh, what they say is that these founding members of the consortium will engage with decision makers in different countries. And they'll create a set of international set of technical standards for swap battery swapping systems. So this, is, uh, this apparently will be a solution to the issues preventing widespread adoption of electric motorcycles. So Amit, interesting uh, stuff here. What do you think yes. about the Piaggio guys' uh, quote? It seems they're very hesitantly entering into this.
0: Uh, probably they've burned their figures and they don't want to really get into it, but they're still getting into it. Uh, uh-huh. It looks more like that. Uh, and, it says,
1: and he also says that this this consortium will ensure that the motorbikes will keep their key role so one thing what uh, we can understand is that whenever here piaggio or honda come to india with their electric scooters it will be battery swapping uh, based uh, scooters so they'll take a different approach compared to what we are seeing so far with ola ether and other companies so you you'll have battery swap stations you have to go and swap the batteries Whenever that might be they might you know release a
0: couple of years down the line so we definitely know that these companies have uh, resources to set up battery swap stations in multiple cities and the way they would be doing it also making it a standardized way of performance uh, across all these uh, swapping stations. Say, for example, in Mumbai, if you set up 20 to, 20 to 30 battery swap stations uh, going from north of Bombay to the south of Bombay, uh, thane Uh, Central Mumbai like Dadar and South Bombay, Kolaba or even otherwise any other places in the middle, uh, this could actually really work uh, well uh, and would be good for the ecosystem of across uh, the brands like right from Honda to KTM uh, and Yamaha and uh, Piaggio. Uh, They can, you know, people using those electric uh, motorbikes can actually just go swap batteries and keep moving. And they don't have to worry about whether they're going to get stranded midway somewhere.
1: These companies have huge resources to create such infrastructure. Nobody has done this in scale. Nobody has done swapping uh, systems in scale as of now in India. But once these large companies come out, uh, it'll be very interesting to see how it works. Another uh, thing I want to add is about standardization. I think standardization is a very, uh, very interesting and glad that you know multiple companies are coming together. Uh, as you said a Piaggio customer can go to charge could go to swap their batteries at these swap stations a Honda customer can go and swap So you don't, you don't need separate types of swapping stations. So uh, just set up one One swap station one standard and all customers can use them. So that's, standardization is very important and uh, Lack of standards will you know result in uh, slow adoption of technology. So we have seen this in the past uh, yes. I mean um, even in previous industries like for example uh, uh, entertainment industries like DVD and Blu-ray there were no standards there were the issues from there um, even in our, in our EV industry Tesla has their own charging network so no EV can go there and charge apparently in the USA Rivian is setting up their own charging network so all this ensures that you know every uh, company will be in
0: their cello, Every every customers can only uh, access one network uh, Kamlesh this is also happening in India because the Ola hypercharger network is another closed system where no other electric scooter brand can actually come and you know uh, swap or charge
1: oh yeah uh, I agree I, I saw that Bavish did tweet uh, Agarwal from Ola he, he did tweet
0: saying that we've, it will be a closed system so that's a good point if you look at the ICE vehicles right now all brands can go to any petrol pump and fill so that's the reason why you know the widespread uh, acceptance of ICE happened and that's exactly what I think this should promote uh, widespread acceptance as you were talking about with multiple MNCs coming together and making sure they have a standardized process uh, that they follow for the battery size and everything else. That's
1: true, Amit. Uh, uh, I, we hope that, you know, this This kind of uh, standards for battery swapping will also ensure that uh, we will have standards for, for charging too. So, for example, players like... Uh, Aether, for example, recently open-sourced their connector, um, minified right. type 2 connector. Uh, so any company can actually use their connector and they can use their Aether grids to charge. So we hope that, you know, in the next couple of years, we'll have more uh, charging networks that offer charging for all EVs.
0: So another point that we would should uh, look at, Kamrish, is that, you know, while we know that these... Uh, companies are going to to be focusing more on the battery swapping but at the same time actually if they also provide an option to charge batteries for two wheelers uh, with an option to also maybe charge at home or work because we know that we being EV users we know that you know charging at home and work is so much easier because you know I could be home in the night charge leave in the morning I don't have to be waiting anywhere or doing anything at all Uh, Or even at work, while I'm working my vehicle is already charged, so uh, they should understand that and maybe, uh, you know, look at also those options of charging.
1: Ultimately, these companies uh, won't offer that choice, won't allow us to, you know, charge uh, at home or work and they want us to go to the swapping stations all the time to swap the batteries. I can clearly determine that, you know, they are looking at uh, to have some control, you know, so that we'll pay some money uh, regularly for swapping. Personally, I would avoid such brands that offer only battery swapping as an option. Uh, we know how cheap, inexpensive it is, how convenient it is. I don't want to go to a swapping station and swap a battery. That that doesn't make any sense to me. So this option is very important. It's a very good point. I totally agree with you, Amit. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how they, you know, first let them come to India, let them build the infrastructure and let them release their scooters.
0: I think that'll take at least a couple of years but interesting times you already know Kamlesh, that i've been living in sikkim i would just like to quickly add here that in a place like a hilly area i think swapping would make a good option because there are times when people don't have the option to charge unless right. they have charging stations it could work well in a space like this uh, that you have points where you can go swap and then keep moving yep it so, will make
1: sense for a lot of people yeah for people who are living in apartments don't have uh, fixed parking
0: as we were discussing, there should be an option to charge and swap both. <laughs> so let's let's look forward to that. <laughs> so with that we come to the end of the 25th electric vehicle podcast of Plugin India. See you next week. Goodbye, guys. All right, Amit. nice talking and we'll see you again next week, guys. You can find transcripts for each episode on our website. Plugin India is an electric vehicle advocacy group and a social enterprise dedicated to promoting electric vehicles and sustainable transport in India. You can write to us at support at the in Find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. We are self-owned and not part of any large media organization. If you'd like to support our work, why not become a Patreon supporter or a YouTube channel member? You can support the show for free too. Write a review, recommend us to your friends and family. Every little bit helps. Subscribe to our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.